Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon Den podcast. This is your host, Platyam3. There's no other host here tonight. That was a long pause because this episode's sort of a birthday gift for Liam. And uh, it's recorded a few weeks in advance. So, uh, surprise, Liam. You probably didn't know that I was doing this. Hopefully, I've been able to keep the surprise this long. Um, there's going to be some further surprises to come, my friend. Just keep listening, because there's a very special reason I saved this one as your surprise episode. Uh, but not everyone wants to just hear me expound for an hour or so. So, joining me on this episode is a fellow longtime denizen, and fittingly someone who's played a lot of Dragon Quest X, uh, Mr. Aust Nervar. Never, Nervar, I'm going to mess that up. Aust, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I wanted to bring you on here today to talk about a game um, that we've already talked about on the podcast. We had a former guest on here, Nawaria, um, talked about Dragon Quest quite extensively. But this time, uh, everybody out there, you're going to hear less of me just grunting, uh-huh, 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 <laughs> and saying, that's cool. Because uh, recently, I sat down and played through version one of Dragon Quest X. I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to have someone with vastly more experience here to explain to me uh, everything I did wrong um, and tell me what I got to look forward to uh, going forward. But before we deep dive into all that, let's dive into uh, talking to you, my friend. So uh, first question, getting to know you here. What's with your username? And how'd you get into Dragon Quest? Okay, so uh, my username is taking f taken from two things. Uh, the first part, Aust, is taken from my first Dungeons & Dragons character. Uh, I, think, I think it's just something I found in a, one of those random gen name generators online. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nerevar is from the Elder Scrolls, uh, specifically the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, which was like my favorite game as a kid. And uh, it's like the main hero is that's he's the reincarnated of, of the ancient hero Nerevar. Okay. And uh, uh, I first discovered Dragon Quest. It's kind of uh, I want to say I had a my real discovering of it was really kind of in 2013. But I knew about the series for a long time. Um, I learned about it, I believe, through an issue of Shonen Jump mm -hmm. back Back in the uh, mid-2000s, I was a teenager, and uh, it was probably around the time that Dragon Quest Eight was coming out over here, and I think Shonen Jump had an article in there talking about the series, and uh, I, apparently uh, Sack Chief claims, which if any of you follow Sack Chief on Twitter, he posts a lot of DQ stuff, he claims that there was a uh, Dragon Quest Eight demo in that issue of Shonen Jump, and now that he uh, he mentioned that a couple weeks ago, I think I, I have hazy memories of playing that demo, <laughs> but I never uh, I never really got into the series back then. Um, I also remember like going and picking up one of the monsters games. It was probably Kobe or Tara's Journey, and uh, I didn't really get into it because I was expecting from the article for it to be like a traditional RPG. 
and uh, this was more of like a Pokemon thing, which I was I was really into Pokemon, but it was Dragon Quest Monsters, and it was sort of like Pokemon, but not Pokemon. So I mm-hmm. did it just it didn't it didn't hit home with me until uh, 2013 when I decided to give the game or the series another shot, and I just on a whim bought Dragon Quest V for the DS. And it was my f- first real introduction to the to Dragon Quest, and still probably my favorite game out of the series. Neat. So uh, I was looking up your Den profile, um, and that seems like right around the time you joined, yeah, you joined the Dragons Den, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Why did you dr- Why did you join the Dragons Den? And uh, any favorite memories of your time on there, or things you've done? Uh, I think I, I probably just I was on the site looking for monster information, probably for five, and I jumped over to the forums um i don't remember exactly why i i signed up if there was any one reason but i did probably lurked for a little while and started posting there as far as uh favorite memories when um when the southeast asian version of of monsters super light the mobile game came out or mm-hmm. like, we were all playing that uh i remember i think you were running a, a contest for you could do all sorts of stuff like um having oh yeah most... we had different ranks and everything yeah yeah i just yeah. i don't know i really enjoyed doing that that was i was unemployed and it was about a month before i started my new job and so like that's all i did was play that game and i i believe i got the the highest rank badge you could get for that in the contest oh that that, that contest i think prompted me to keep playing it as well <laughs> because as i've said before i crapped out on dragon quest of the stars pretty quickly but yeah back then i was that game was ooh, this is cool no yeah monsters super light was excellent i was kind of hoping stars would be more like that mm-hmm. i i like collecting the monsters more than i like collecting equipment Mm-hmm. yeah really yeah nobody really wants to collect equipment i mean some of it yeah it's cool to have urgic sword but i don't want you know 50 iron helmets <laughs> yeah that didn't do it for me as much as oh i got a slime and i can breed it with this or evolve it through this and yeah there was I more mean, of a sense of progression with the collection absolutely i mean that said i i have played a lot of dragon quest stars more than more than any person probably should uh just because it's dragon quest and i mean it because it is a gotcha game it is addictive and you Mm -hmm. can you can get hooked on it to a degree so yeah i've put some time into that and probably spent a little bit more money than i should have but ultimately i've after the dragon quest 5 event recently i lost interest Mm. a shout out to uh woodis he messaged me the other day he got some in-game accomplishment that he had um leveled up a thousand times across all all characters and all vocations oh my god (laughs) so i don't know if he's like got all three of his characters at like level 50 and six different jobs or something like that but that's crazy yeah i've revocated once on all my characters but that's it Mm -hmm. when he messaged me that i was like wait a minute didn't you revocate quite a few times in dragon quest 9 and his main character in dragon quest 9 he'd revocated nine times so i can see that more (laughs) that's i mean nine is a more involved rpg yeah, yeah. We're gonna t- I, I'm gonna mention nine when we get talking about ten a lot because I saw a lot of similarities there. So, what are some of your uh, favorite, least favorite games in the Dragon Quest series? What have you played in the past uh, eight years now? What have you liked, disliked? Uh, okay, favorite. I've already said five. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely seven for all of its flaws. I, I really love that game. Um, obviously, ten. I actually, love it a lot more than I expected. I would love ten. 
And I mean, everybody loves Eleven, right? Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah. Unless you're someone who is focused completely on music, then yeah, yeah, you're all up in arms still from the PS4 release. <laughs> there's a lot of hate for the music. Some of it's a little valid, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so if I had to pick top three, I'd say five, seven, and ten. Um, just... And that's not a downer on eleven. It's just I can't fit it in. <laughs> those three, those three win. Um, uh, least favorite, definitely two. Mm. At least two for the uh, NES. And uh, right. I see how six is forgettable, but that's I still sort of I have a soft spot for six because it's the underdog. Yeah, I always say that's my least favorite, but you know I played it through three times. <laughs> Oh, bosses that's and least, all. <laughs> that's your least favorite. Yeah, see, I, the encounter rate in six is terrible, so mm. I I couldn't play it that much. I mean, I played it. Let's see, I played it on Super Nintendo emulator back in like you know two thousand one, two thousand two, or something. Of course, yeah. Um, since I've been playing them for all these thirty years, then when the DS game came out, I played it on that, and I was it a free copy. I don't know if I bought it or I, I did win a free copy of that through the official Square Enix store. Yeah. Um, I actually think I ended up not using that and contact. Yeah. Okay. That was the one I, I won for some daily challenge they had. They like posted a question I answered and they gave it to me and I was on vacation and I'd already bought the game like two weeks prior just to support it on mobile. And when I messaged them, they were like, oh, here, just take a $20 iTunes <laughs> instead. So I was like, oh, thank you very much. So then I kind of felt it like, yeah, I should probably just keep beating it. <laughs> it I, I do remember very distinctly being very bored that summer. My son was like one, so there, he didn't do very much. And my wife and I ended yeah. up house sitting and dog sitting for my in-laws for 10 days. And we had nothing to do, 10 straight days at their house with a pool. And I think... uh like a new season of Orange is the New Black just dropped and all of our friends were talking about it. So I think for about 10 days, we watched like three hours of Orange is the New Black every day, swam in the pool. And I just sat out by the pool playing Dragon Quest VI <laughs> kind of mindlessly. Yeah, it's been so long since I've played it. Uh, I played it on the DS, which I, I, I have. It's not been that long, but I just I have a terrible memory. Uh, and I've only played it once, but I do remember the encounter rate being bad. And I've read that it's, that's because of the... Um, the, the uh, vocation system in that game mm. uh, really and and in seven as well it's like i think your vocation rank goes up the more battles you do mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so it's to sort of balance that out but man the, it's just it's way too grindy you didn't need the vocations that much no i mean i love the system but they could have found a better i get it as it was a super nintendo it, it was definitely groundbreaking for the time but mm -hmm. they could have found a better way oh, i think it was a it was a good trial run for what they did in seven. Yeah, it's a lot better in seven. Mm -hmm. I, I can see where you know the evolution then went to that. So, are there any games that you haven't gotten around to that you really want to play Dragon Quest wise? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm actually a terrible Dragon Quest fan because I have not finished nor really given a good shot at at eight yet. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, I know it's like everybody else's introduction to the series, and I've just never really given it a serious try yet. Eh, you know, I I always thought that was like totally beloved, mm -hmm. and then what I've heard uh, Austin on Dragon Quest FM kind of like, meh, you know, it's all right, and a couple other people and other places I've heard like, yeah, you know, that's the one everybody loves, and I'm just like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't have any problem with it. I just. You know, I got into the series late. Um, I, when I when I got into the series, I didn't really have a PS2. Uh, 
when the 3DS version came out, I had just spent 200 hours in Dragon Quest VII on the 3DS. <laughs> and I was really burnt out on Dragon Quest at the time, and I just didn't, I couldn't bring myself to play it. And I just haven't gotten around to it since. I, I will say that probably the 3DS version of that is the longest I ever took to beat a newly released, you know, probably since 2000 or whatever, the longest I've taken to beat a newly released game. I remember the day it came in the mail and it, I might have played it for off and on for six months. Yeah. Just because, you know, I'd played it twice on PS2. And like you said, it came out, what, three or four months after Dragon Quest yeah. Seven. Yeah, it which was is, really soon. Yep. And I, of course, just like you, plugged in well over 100 hours on that. And it's like, okay, I played this game twice before. <laughs> I'm a little Dragon Quest out. I was doing my master's program at the time. Um, and that year, my kids were young enough and my in-laws lived far enough away that my wife would take the two kids and go to her parents' house for the weekend about every other month for one weekend. And I would just plow through like a 4,000-word essay. I'd take like Friday or Monday off. And if I had a 4,000-word essay, I would, I'd have 72 hours to just knock it out. And I want to say that thing got shipped to me on a Friday of one of those long weekends. <laughs> so it didn't even get started for a while. I was like, nope, you got to gotta go in the drawer. I can't play you right now. Yeah, and I've, I've actually I've started a save file on the 3DS version twice now. And something else usually comes up, and I just don't really make it past the five-hour mark. <laughs> I, do, I do perfectly well intend to play this game eventually. Um, probably the 3DS version just because it has the quality of life changes, but mm -hmm. I don't know when I'll actually get around to it. <laughs> so uh, characters and monsters throughout the series, you got any that you really like or really hate? Uh, yeah, characters. Um, well, everybody hates Maribel. Of course, yes. Um, I thought Veronica was the perfect solution solution to the Maribel issue. Like, she is Maribel done correctly. A hundred percent agreed. Um, I really liked uh, Melvin, who is uh, they changed his name to Sir Mervin in the localization. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, I always change it back to Melvin because my grandfather's name was Melvin, and I don't know that character just sort of reminded me of him. Um, everybody loves Bianca; she's the best waifu. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as monsters, uh, yeah, I have an affinity towards the the um, saber cat just because of. Dragon Quest V, and I thought that storyline was very sweet. Um, I really like the. I don't. I don't actually. I guess it's a, a closet mimic. Yeah, the closet mimic, um, particularly in Dragon Quest X, because you can tame that in one of the monster taming classes, uh -huh. and you you can have the closet mimic follow you around, and it's just <laughs> like it's hopping up and down. Its doors are rattling. It's it's the best thing ever. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've seen a bunch of them, but. I've seen a lot of people with monsters following around, but nobody with that. Yeah, it's it's uh, not that common, so it's a little tricky to get, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> so um, what are some of your favorite mechanics in Dragon Quest games? Do you like ones with monster collecting? Do you like ones with job classes, the casinos? What do you really like about the series? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, to the monster classes, yeah, I, th I think, honestly, when I first... Uh, got Dragon Quest V back in 2013, I was sort of under the impression that all the games had monster taming. Mm -hmm. Just because the first one I'd played as a kid was Mon the Monster series for the Game Boy Color. And um, 
Dragon Quest V had monster taming, and I was a little bummed that the rest of the series didn't have it. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, couldn't you tame monsters in six? Am I remembering you, that? You can, and I'll be on the Super Nintendo version was way better than the DS version. All right, that's what I hear. Yep, there was. I want to, and I DQFM posted about it one time, and I looked it up to tell them because they had both only played the DS or the mobile versions. And I want to say something. There's like 28 monsters in the uh, Super Famicom release, but maybe only like 16 or a dozen in yeah. the DS, and they were all Slime Family in the DS. They made yeah. it. Mm-hmm. As much as I love monster taming, I don't. When I played six, I don't think I ever took advantage of that. I probably didn't even know it had monster taming in it. It's something completely. I feel like they made it completely skippable, and because there's so many party members. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, in five, you're all but forced to do it for a mm. while because you know it's just you on your own for a good portion of that uh, second act of the game, and yeah, you're have a full party. Yeah, they they did that. They designed that very well the game mm-hmm. that you're going to be spending some time on your own is the one that has monster taming. And I always found it really hard to choose between the family members and the monsters you've made along, you know, you've met along the way. Once you get family members later on in the game, uh, uh, it's that game is very sentimental and it's, they make it hard to choose, especially at the end because I can't, I always have to have the saber cat, but then you've got, you know, the wife and the kids and, it, uh, yeah. it, it sucks that you can't have more than four party members out at once in that game. You ever play the uh, Super Nintendo version of Five? Yeah, yeah, I've played. I haven't finished the Super Nintendo version, but I've played played some of it. Yeah, that was even worse with only three party members. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting that when I went back to try it. Yeah, it's definitely a weird mini step backwards mm-hmm. that they made there. Yeah, I wonder if um, there's some story behind that. Yeah, because uh, four for the NES did that have four yep, party members? And yeah, three for the NES had four party members, and right, yeah, yeah, you're right. That is strange, um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad that monster taming was in Dragon Quest Ten, um, and the vocation system is another mechanic that I think should be in every game. Although I understand why it's not in some of them. Um, the the monster classes in Seven were probably the coolest thing I've uh, I've encountered in the series. You know, I didn't play around with it the first, like, I I played it twice through on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, Mm -hmm. and first one I didn't really play around with much, second time I took good old Melvin and made him a, uh, I got him the Plat King part, and went through the bazillion battles it took to turn him into that, and then, yeah, the 3DS did it awesome by, like, turning your character into that monster, Right. walked around and everything, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I was the same way because I played the PlayStation version um, when I got into Dragon Quest because at the time it didn't look like it was a couple years after I, I guess I got five. It didn't mm-hmm. look like we were going to get the 3DS version. Uh, so I just I finally got seven for the PlayStation one and played through that. And I never played around with the monster classes in that, but I did on the 3DS and they yeah, you're right. They they did them. They did it a solid in that game. And, I mean, for the 3DS version, I put more time into the monster classes than I did the regular classes. Mm-hmm. I, I had it all mapped out. I can't remember. Somebody on the den was, like, making the trees of how you can go from this monster to this one and get that one. And, mm-hmm. man, I was following that for, I know, with Gabo, at least. So I did enjoy that. So do you have any uh, 
official DQ merchandise or anything made by fans? Not much, no. Um, I have the Akira Toriyama art book that came out last year, or was that last year or was that 2018? I don't remember. I think it was like Christmas 2018, so just about a year and a half ago. Yeah, but that, you know, the one we actually got in America, Mm -hmm. I made sure to buy that. Um, I've got a couple little trinkets and stuff that a friend gave me. He he buys toys from Japan. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I have a lot of the games complete in box, but not any merch, really, no. Yeah, I don't have much stuff either. I I think I bought some keychains. I've got little slime magnets. Like eight years ago, I found like 15 of them for like 10 bucks on eBay or something like that. Stuff that you wouldn't find nowadays, you know. Stuff yeah, that I, was probably like a hundred yen a piece just sitting on the cash register in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of those little magnets, I think, the mm-hmm. colored ones. <laughs> awesome. All right, so we're about ready to talk about Dragon Quest X, but uh, we're going to play our game, the favorite one we like to play on here, Mary Thwack Puff Puff. Yay. And <laughs> we're, we're going to play with three of the races from uh, Dragon Quest X. We'll play with the Ogres, the Weddies, and the Elves. How would you rank those in terms of Mary, Thwack, and Puff Puff? Okay, so Thwack the Weddy, because I don't know what's interesting about them. I, I, they've never appealed to me. I understand a lot of people love them, but uh, especially starting out, I hear starting out on that continent is a nightmare. Um Marry the elves. I think I think their whole design is really cool. The architecture of their home continent is cool. Mm-hmm. And have you seen some of these ogre women? So definitely puff puff the ogres. <laughs> I I, de- I am an ogre in the game, so yes, yeah, I've seen so plenty I. of the uh, ogre women. So yeah, I, I'll I'll go a little backwards. I, I'm a hundred percent with you on the weddies. Like uh, they they just seem, you know. Let let's go with the typical. Hey, they're a cold fish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just make as you may of that, but uh, yeah, the wedding design. I'm just they just kind of look, I don't know, kind of dopey, like ho hum, kind of like yeah. a Shaggy from Scooby Doo, just whoop de doo, yeah, walking I mean, along. I don't want to like uh, down anyone <laughs> who chooses a wedding. They just they didn't seem super interesting to me, but you know. And uh, I, I guess I'll flip flop on the ogres and elves. Although I, you could talk me into either way, but. I think I got to keep Ogre Solidarity and just marry an ogre and uh, puff puff the elves. Those two are very good. I enjoyed both of them in Dragon Quest X. Yeah, yeah, same. So, all right, well, let's get into Dragon Quest X. And uh, Liam, I'll, I'll tell you how I got into this. I, I wasn't really planning it until the uh, whole COVID 19 thing went down and we were quarantined. And uh, after about, I think, eight weeks of working from home and I, I'm a school teacher and I really didn't have a ton of work to do. So it was, ooh, I, I got through a lot of games in those eight weeks. I had a lot of time during the day. I had plenty of time at night. I didn't have to wake up at six o'clock or five thirty like I had for the past, you know, 20 years. Suddenly I was sleeping in until seven, eight, nine in the morning and I could play till 2 a.m. and be just fine. So, uh, I mean, this, Dragon Quest X was a game I kind of intermittently wanted to play for eight years, and I, I, I've talked down about the whole MMO experience. Um, I played quite a few other Dragon Quest games completely in Japanese, but the fact that it was an MMO, and for years there was the whole VPN barrier, and playing on a PC was the biggest way to do it and everything. I just never started, um, but we had Nawaria on here, and listening to her talk about it, I was like, mm, you know, maybe I could be persuaded. And then uh, Austin, 
over on DQFM posted how easy it was to do on the Switch one day and kind of finished up a few games at the end of April. And beginning in May, I was like, eh, let me try and see how easy it is. And yeah, in about a 10, 12 day period, I plowed through 34 hours of it. Um, just came became my quarantine, stay up till 2 a.m. every night playing game. <laughs> Because, I mean, what else did I have going on? And I enjoyed it. How would you get into it? Yeah, it was uh, more or less the same in terms of always sort of wanting to play it. But I wasn't too into it. Because traditionally, I'm not into MMOs either. They, mm-hmm. uh, And not necessarily because I don't want to play with others. I mean, I don't have many people to play with. But yeah, I mean, I have a couple of friends that I would enjoy playing games with. Uh, but the stories in MMOs are generally not that and they're not that interesting to me at least uh mm-hmm. and i've played for someone who doesn't like mmos i've played a ton i've <laughs> probably got 200 hours into star trek online over the past decade uh i've played a little bit of the elder scrolls online mm-hmm. though not though not much um some of the more simple mmos like warframes just a shooter i mean that's kind of hard to mess that up anyway uh but yeah i, I never was super in into the odd i mean i wanted to try it just because it was a dragon quest game but i didn't really have an internet connection back then that could handle it uh pretty much my only exposure to it was watching Sagan stream it because Mm -hmm. that's pretty much the way most english speakers first saw the game because he was one of the first one to actually put it online um but last uh i think it was august i just on a whim i thought hey i've got a japanese um e-shop account because I'd made one for the Builders 2 demo. Mm-hmm. So, so I logged in and just thought, hey, I got paid today. Let's be irresponsible. And I uh, downloaded <laughs> it. And I figured I would play it for like five hours and lose interest. But I got into it. And for those first 15 hours, maybe 20, I just wandered around the Ogre Continent killing slimes and stuff, not really knowing where to go until I found some gods online. So how far have you gone into it now? Oh, well, now I'm well into Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 2.3. I've finished finished the version 1 story back in November, I want to say. I took a short break after Christmas. Things got busy. Um, Yeah, I just finished 2.3 yesterday, actually. Oh, nice. So is that, are you, do you pay for a subscription? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was no Switch trial when I got it, so <laughs> I bought the full game, spent fifty dollars just to download the game, and then ten dollars. They give you they give you twenty days free when you first sign up, even back then. So mm-hmm. after after those twenty days, I was like, yeah, well, I'm I'm hooked. So I kept subscribing. So it's it translates out to about ten dollars a month, doesn't it? Yeah, or close to that. Okay, more more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, what race did you choose? You just kind of said it there. You uh, wandered around the ogre continent. Why'd you pick the ogres? Uh, because I thought I was going to follow Saigon's old videos because mm. he was the, just my first thought. I've always watched his channel, and uh, he he did a lot of uh, a lot of videos starting out, and he was he was an ogre. So little did I know when I actually got to watching his videos, he didn't know what the hell he was doing back then either. So. <laughs> 
it didn't it didn't really help that much. I kind of wish I'd chosen one of the the Pukalipu mm-hmm. characters because I think I don't know they're just super interesting to me. They're cute. They have a lot of personality. Little little bum that I now sort of stuck with an ogre, but you know it's not that big of a deal, I guess. Yeah, I want to say it was between them and the dwarves for me. Right, the dwarves. That's the is that the green ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I realized I was like, no, I need to be tall. I like it. <laughs> not that I'm six foot. I mean, I'm not exactly towering over people, but yeah. uh, I was like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to learn what it's like to be small. <laughs> and yeah, in, I get that. In, <laughs> In uh in games, I always like the physical attackers, and I mean, I went with warrior for the most part, and that just seemed like that's that was the race. If I wanted to be a warrior, I was going to do that. So um, that goes into my next question. I was going to say uh, I, I picked the ogre because of that. Um, I will say I, I, after about twenty hours, when you get the option that you could turn back into the human form if you would like, you get turned back into the human, and then you can choose to go back to your race or stay human. Um, I did stay human for the after that, but um, yeah, I'll, pro- uh, I'm I'll probably put it back to ogre human. after a while. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. always human. Uh, the only time I really switch back to my ogre form is um, when meeting somebody, and I'll usually just put on like the bunny outfit and do the belly dance <laughs> gesture because there's nothing funnier than seeing this giant ogre, male ogre in a bunny outfit doing the belly dance. <laughs> oh, that great! I. I- I do like the dress-up nature of this game. Um, I really enjoyed that in Dragon Quest IX. And in Dragon Quest Eleven. and maybe it was the hero's butt-cut hair that really made me never want him to look like that. But I really enjoyed all the different costumes of all the different characters in that game. Um, I, I don't mind any of their default characteristic looking at, at all, but I feel like all of the dress-up ones add a little something cool. So... I like dressing up in all the different stuff in Dragon Quest um, Ten here, and I kind of see race as just one of the dress-up things, so it's cool to sometimes be the human, sometimes go back to the ogre. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything funny to dress, or I would definitely do that. That would be hilarious. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> sometimes for Halloween events, they'll let you, uh, they'll give you a ticket that like temporarily changes your race and it's sort of like you're dressing up as another one of the other races (laughs) oh that's fun i will say i made a note somewhere that um when you in the version one story when you get turned back into a human you pop up outside the door the house of the guy who does it for you Mm -hmm. um and i actually just like sat there for 10 minutes and watched people spawn in their underwear (laughs) (laughs) because yeah you you spawn as a human and you're just there in your underwear. Yeah. So, I mean, it, about every, every about every other minute, someone else just popped up, <laughs> and they just stood there, and you kind of watched, like, suddenly their helmet popped on, and suddenly their pants popped on, and yeah. it was funny to watch everyone just pop up there, half naked, and then slowly put their clothes back on. It was... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure why it does that, because it's not like you're changing your class. All your clothes should still be compatible. Yeah, there was there was no reason for that to populate that way, but <laughs> it did, and I found it funny, and I was just like, okay, I've been doing this for 10 minutes, so, you know. Yeah. There's only human men and human women popping up here, so it, it, the humor is, you know, after about four or five of each of them, it was like, okay, time to yeah. move on. <laughs> I, n- I never did that. I should actually go there and <laughs> see if that happens. Uh, so, what jobs have you done with your character? 
throughout uh, your uh, time? I started out as warrior because I thought that'll be easy. You know, I don't I already have the language barrier, so mm-hmm. I, it's kind of hard to not understand. Just walk up and hit stuff, which is what a warrior <laughs> does. Uh, so I started as warrior. Uh, I've done a little bit of the battle master class. Mm-hmm. But I, I put most of my time into Monster Master and oh. the the other monster taming class, which is Item Master. But uh, I think I'm level 95 on Monster Master right now. Mm-hmm. And only 77 on Battle Battle Master. Yeah, I started out as Warrior, and when I first got um, woke up as the Ogre and went through, I thought that was actually hilarious when you wake up as the Ogre and yeah. the priest is leaning over you and like, nope, he's dead. He's dead. And then everybody gets pissed because you wake up and they're like, what the hell? You just said he was dead. You're not very good. Yeah. Because early on in the story, like the whole demo or that the demo, the uh, prologue, and then through about two different crests or something or the emblems, man, I was sitting there half the time looking at my screen. Half the time I had an iPad turned on to Google Translate. And like I was almost translating every line. Yeah, that's the way I started. Um but I think uh, it wasn't long. I found a game facts guide that it they translate the first town of each continent, mm-hmm. which is not even a uh, not even like a fifth of the game. But it does get you through that first uh, the first quests. Um, so I did that, and then I, I relied on Google Translate for probably longer than I should have because you really can't get much of the story through that, unfortunately. No. So that um, that one's done by a denizen or someone who joined the den right around December. He was posting that. Um, is it Dargon? I want to say his name was. Not and sure. now I, I am completely blanking on this, but I feel bad because I have messaged him back and forth uh, <laughs> quite a bit here. Dagron, D-A-G-R-O-N. And big shout out to you, Dagron, because, yeah, your guide. I think without that, I probably wouldn't have gone as far as I did, even with uh, Google Translate and austin's hey here's how you can play for free for a while thing but seeing that was like okay so if i get stuck i actually have some sort of guide i can go back and follow and but yeah he posted that on the den i want to say in december and also yeah he put it on uh game faqs around that time too so big shout out to him because i kept sending him a lot of messages as i uh sorry liam was trying to keep this secret from you uh I didn't really post very much on the den, although uh, there is one thread on the den that I posted quite a bit in, but I don't think anybody, the Dragon Quest and people denizens really saw it and nobody really shared it anywhere else. So yeah, he he definitely helped a lot with that guide and then uh, sending him a bunch of messages back and forth. But yeah, that helped a lot. I think it was after about two emblems. I was like, why am I translating every line when between what he's written and what I'm seeing, I get the gist of it. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, if I hadn't found the guy that translated that stuff, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have been as interested in it for as long as I was. Mm-hmm. There was the uh, one of the emblem quests. I want to. Is it the Weddy Town where there's? Where maybe it's not. Maybe it's a Poplio with the little girl who's taken in the cat. Yeah. And that's the Weddy. Yep. Okay. So yeah. I mean, by this time I was kind of just speeding through a little bit and i was like wow just from the cutscenes, even i kind of got it like oh little girl wants a cat they said no to the cat you return the cat somewhere else monsters attack she gives up the cat turns out the cat's part of the monsters that are attacking and they're like oh well you know it's all good and 
Yeah, but, I mean, I it, it. it follows the Dragon Quest formula pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, as starting around hour 30, I think, is where I discovered Noaria's channel. Mm-hmm. And I definitely would not still be playing it if it weren't for that. Yeah, I have used hers. I've used um, Saigon's. Uh, he, he got me Where did he? Uh, a couple of the quests for getting through the one with the stupid camera. Man, I couldn't figure oh. that one out at one point in the Ogre yeah. Island. Yeah, that's like one and of the first ones. It is. It's like right there. And turns out I went and I went to the place that Saigon showed and I went back and forth. I didn't pose with that idiot for the photo to start the quest. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm guess not... that was the first thing he said is like, pose with me. Oh, okay. Now you can start the quest. Is that one even necessary? Nope. And you know what? That was just like the first one I came across. Uh-huh. And yeah, at this point, I, I don't do any of those just random. Yeah, there's yay, a lot of those. A there's a lot of those little like, I guess, tutorial quests in the starter mm-hmm. towns. Like you can go to each starter town and learn each race's gesture. Mm-hmm. The uh, the ogres have their own gestures, sort of the elves, and I don't I don't know what they all are. I haven't done them all uh, because the way I play now, I I follow Noaria's videos to the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally will pull it up either on a laptop or a phone while I'm playing as I'm going through the story and sync my cutscene to whatever she's doing. And I usually turn the playback speed up because you know she's translating another language so there are pauses and stuff mm-hmm. uh so i the way i play it's kind of restricted to how she, whatever order she did it in mm-hmm. but it's that's worked best for me and i've been doing it ever since for i mean if it keeps you going yeah, yeah it's gotten me this far into the game definitely definitely so yeah i, I picked warrior um i found it funny the very literal the first moment i walked out of my starter ogre town the little drakey pops up in the corner and like hey it's metal time i was like what what's what's this this wasn't going on in the prologue and i walked up and the very first metal slime that was there i killed it and suddenly i went from like level one to you know level 14 or something like at my very first battle (laughs) and by the end of that first half hour i was like level 22 and so the whole first quest that you go on as this reincarnated ogre was just like a cakewalk you know i just breezed right through it nothing gave me a single problem i beat that first boss in like because the timer for each boss battle it tells you how long it took you to beat them it was like a minute i beat the first boss and this is before you have a party so it's just (laughs) you <laughs> wow! So yeah, I was like, I... so uh, reading into it more later, um, and Austin sent me the link to, I could see which when metal time is coming up. Um, I would change my class, and I did this about I think three or four times. I changed my class right before metal time, and then went out and in thirty minutes boosted up a brand new level to like level twenty or level twenty five ish. Um, just in that half hour time, just to get skill points and sink them into the class specific thing that carries over when you switch jobs. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've, I try, I stopped trying to translate those little, um, Drackey notifications a long time ago because by the time I would get <laughs> my phone pulled out, it would always be gone. Most oh, frust- me too. Most frustrating <laughs> thing ever. And I feel no. like most of them, like the ones I did catch were all like, there's a new quest available. There's a new quest available. There's a new quest available. Yeah. Which I didn't know where that quest was. And I really, yeah. I, I knew what I was logging on that night to do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this emblem tonight. Right. I've you can't, 
You can't be chasing down quests. There's so many to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I tried not to... Uh, you're right. Th- those <laughs> notifications were very quick. You know, if you spoke the language, um, it'd be just a flash like, oh, okay. Yeah. But no, I definitely... Because especially after like about the 10-hour mark, I stopped playing with my iPad on, sitting at a table in translate mode the whole time. I was like, nope, I'm going to be laying in bed. And you know, if it comes to something, I can whip out my phone and try to translate something real quickly. But no, not that. <laughs> so yeah, I got up to level 50 in Warrior. And I, I think the next thing I got to do, because I've beat now version 1, I need to go find those quests to increase my maximum job class. Um to get to yeah. 55 and you mean the 60, levels oh yeah the yeah. levels sorry level level caps yeah you'll need level to do cap. those mm-hmm. because um okay i was talking a couple nights ago i did one of the rp gamer um q a quest podcast and i was talking about dragon quest 10 and they were asking me about this and i i said yeah i got to the final boss of version one and recruiting party members under when you're under level 80 it's just free at this point Mm-hmm. So that you walk up and I'm I was reading through the guide and like you'll need money you'll need to be able to pay to and I don't even know if his guide mentioned that but I think watching like Saigon's old videos and everything and seeing having to pay for party members and whatever and I walk up they're like oh you're under level eighty pick anybody you want <laughs> and <laughs> no, I think yeah. they, it's got to be within ten levels of you or something yeah so I mean I went into that final boss with like a level sixty battle master that was dual wielding. And I, I don't know if it was a sage or a cleric that just sat back there and healed. And I had a mage, or maybe it was a sage too, so they could heal and whatever. But they had a boomerang that did pretty good damage. And by the second form of the end of the version one boss, I was just sitting back there using um, MP items. Yeah, 10 MP for you, 10 MP for you. <laughs> because their, their damage output, I'd go up and hit for like 50 damage. And the battle master would like dual wield, and I think he was using like dual wielded falcon blades, yeah, or something because he was hitting four to six times every time, and each one of those was like a hundred and fifty. I'm like, oh, you're doing like ten times the damage I am. There's really no use for me to go up there, yeah, do any probably, sort of attacking. You're probably talking about Matt's character on the uh, Dragon's Den team. Oh, and see it, I haven't joined the team yet, so this was just oh, some random okay. person. Yeah, I haven't even a. Uh, I, I do need to do that if I can if I play more, which you you uh, definitely should, um, mm-hmm. because you can you can rent team members. I think uh, no, you can't get team members for free, but um, just having just having the access to all the all the other players, uh, mm-hmm. I've made I've added them to my friends list, and the the character to rent is Matt's character, and he's a battle master with dual falcon blades that are disguised to look like Erdrich's sword, and <laughs> the amount of damage he puts out is ridiculous. Oh, now see, I'm going out of town in about a week, and we spend three weeks up in the mountains in the land of no Wi-Fi, so I've kind of paused for now. Yeah, but uh, I think when I come back in early July, I definitely need to uh, because by then, surprise, Liam, I can just post all over the place, <laughs> Twitter, everywhere. Um, I do need to join the dead. I, I I enjoyed it enough that I think I want to play through version two. Um, I hear that's more of a linear quest. Version two be- is so much better. Just the story, mm-hmm. which part of that is probably because I I have a I'm following a good translator. But um, the the story is really, I mean, the story of version one is good as well. But I thought they really kicked it up with two, and there's a lot of cool stuff in version two. Nice. 
Um, moving back a little bit, what were your thoughts on that prologue when you first played it? Uh, the offline portion? Yeah, yeah, when you're um, human at the beginning. It's been so long, told you my memory. I was going to say, bad. it's just a very small, <laughs> yeah, small it's such snippet. A, it's such a small percentage of the game. Uh, I thought it was it was uh, it was all right. Um, I wish I wish they would have kept the extended offline campaign from the Wii version. I don't know if you know about that, but I heard in, it's quite lengthy, right? Yeah, I think it was maybe 30, 40 hours total. Wow. Maybe wow. that's a, maybe that's a little bit more than it actually is. But I, the, I've heard somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty easily. So yeah, I know Cranberry put a ton of time into the offline campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's I think the reason they took it out is because they sort of retconned the events of it in version two, so it's not really quote unquote canon anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I would like to play it just because it's a part of Dragon Quest I can't access, so I must have it. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I'm feeling that now too, because again, after eight years of like, eh, whatever, I'll play Dragon Quest if it comes out, or Dragon Quest Ten if it comes out over here. If not, no big loss. I'm starting to feel the loss now. Like now that uh-huh. I've invested those 34 hours, I'm like, okay, I've, I just got a snippet. And I remember the Warrior saying that every version of the game, and this is something Liam and I've talked about, we've mentioned a few times, each version of the game is literally long enough, big enough, enough story as any dragon quest game so it's not like we're missing one numbered game we're missing up to five numbered games here at least yeah yeah absolutely yeah i've played uh i played all of version one and it's definitely a full-length dragon quest game i'm i'm 415 hours into this now wow (laughs) now now keep in mind some of that is casino playing Mm -hmm. sugoroku with the den team members Mm -hmm. i've done some labyrinth stuff with other players uh but at least three-fourths of that is story and also again that's waiting on the translation it's a little bit slower than just reading it Mm. but oh yeah but i mean still it's the, the version one is enormous even if you like if you just do the story, it goes by pretty quickly. But there's a lot of side content that you really shouldn't skip just because it's just as interesting as any of the other stuff. Um, I have noticed that. I mean, you know, just going because you have to get the six emblems to complete version one. Mm-hmm. And there's really there's 10 emblems, right? Yes, yep. there's on each continent and just trying to get that second one on the ogre continent i mean yeah i walked forever it was a or i floated (laughs) thing i mean there's so 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 much and yeah i mean i don't think after doing that like stupid little camera side quest at the beginning um other than the monster eliminations and the quests uh, open jobs and to or not not that one, but the one to get partners, and there was like one other side quest that I did. I, I skipped all those side quests because after a while, it was like, I kind of want to get through this. Yeah. And uh, I, I ended up with, um, in the middle of all this, I think I was about, I'd been playing for about 24 hours. I'd done three emblems, three emblems, and I was messaging Austin and, um, keep forgetting his name, Dagron on the Den, about this. Uh, I walked into Walmart a week and a half ago, and there's a brand new Nintendo Switch sitting there. And I, it was like 7.30 in the morning, and there's like five Nintendo Switches sitting in the uh, case. And I'm like, holy crap, I haven't seen a Nintendo Switch for sale anywhere in forever. So I said something to one of the sales associates. She's like, well, you can only buy one. She goes, these are the first five Switches we've had since probably early February. I was like, oh, wow. holy crap, I'll take one. Because I've got a two-year-old one that I bought used the year before and 
Dragon Quest X being online the whole time and streaming through, I could get two and a half, maybe three hours on the battery at night, and then I'd need to plug it in. I know Dragon Quest Builders 2 was also hugely um, battery-intensive because it was really taking a lot of PlayStation-level graphics and rendering it on the Switch in handheld mode with just, like, the Switch would get warm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw this here, and I'm like, well, crap, man. I can get a brand-new Switch right now and probably pawn my other one, um, which I ended up doing. I ended up selling my used one for the price I bought my new one for. So, hey, I got kind of like a free upgrade. Yeah. Um, thank you, COVID-19, for uh, providing <laughs> limited versions. <laughs> um and I actually, I asked the lady, I wanted to buy three of them and not selfishly for me, but my brother-in-law had been texting me like, you ever see a switch? Let me know. So luckily he lived five minutes from that Walmart. So I texted him and he ran over and got one. Um, but Liam has been wanting a switch. So uh, I was going to buy one and, you know, let him know we could ship it up to New York, but they would not let me buy that extra one that day. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, he's like, no, 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 because he's got the kid coming. He's like, it, it'll wait, you know, I'll get one in the next couple months. I'm sure, I mean, Nintendo's making them again. But um, when I went to move all of my account from my primary switch to the new one, I transferred over, saved data, everything. I go to load up my Japanese account, which I'd moved over to. I go to load up um, Dragon Quest Ten, and it's like, yeah, you can't continue that. We see that you started the free one on your device that right. you can't continue. And I was like, Ooh, oh my god, I just invested like 20 hours in this. Like, not a huge amount, but still, like, I just got used to everything here. I don't want to have to start it all again. So I moved it all back to my original Switch, and then, like, yeah, in about four days, I plowed through almost another 20 hours to make sure I finished version one. And since then, um, talking with Austin, he showed me how to do, and he posted a blog about it, how to make the uh, Square Enix account, the Japanese Square Enix account on the Switch. I didn't need to type in anything in Japanese. I didn't need an address, which I've seen people saying. Like, literally, I typed in, hey, I'm Platinum 3. Yeah, it it required, I, I typed it all in, in English. Yeah, see, when I signed up, I had to I had to jump through all the hoops. Um, I had to uh, Google Japanese hotels so I could get an address. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I remember, I think it took me off and on just, two or three days to get it all set up after I downloaded it, which again shows how irresponsible that purchase was. Cause I wasn't even sure if I was going to get it to work. Uh, <laughs> Cause a lot of the information out there, especially on the den was for the PC version. And this mm-hmm. was before the trial on switch. So uh, there's probably a lot more info info out there now. Yeah. I was very surprised cause I've kind of been reading through and reading all those posts and I'm like, Austin can't be right. This can't work. And he even put on here. He's like, this is how I've done He goes, I haven't done it yet because I'm still playing the free one. I don't want to log on. And if it loses your free version or not, but no, it logged on. It saved it. It did great. Um, I was able to move over to my new switch and pawn off my old switch. And it's great. I, I've got my account there. It logs me right on and I'm good with that. And even some of the, um, couple of the newer denizens that have been playing on switch have said they can uh, pay for their game now through the Japanese eShop have it linked to their American PayPal, and it just works out fine. That's good. Yeah, when people ask me questions about that, I really can't help them because I, I mm-hmm. did mine the old-fashioned way, paying from the start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if ever I, I, I mean, I'm going to play some more, at least get through version 2, because I, I think you can get through, like, I don't know if I can get to where you are, the version 2.3. You can get close. 
you can get yeah it's somewhere around there that the free switch trial ends yeah yeah and, and dude, dude that is that is so much content oh yeah i mean i i see right now like I could have easily spent two to three times as much time as I did. Um, like I said, I was translating a lot at the beginning. And if it wasn't, and I, I probably would have stayed a little bit with that. But once I was like, holy crap, I need to, I need to sell my switch. Cause I just spent $320 that I wasn't planning on. <laughs> yeah. And you know, God forbid if I keep this switch around for like three more weeks and then uh, suddenly there's a billion switches in stock at Walmart and everywhere <laughs> else around. You know, yeah. suddenly my used one is worth like two hundred dollars, not the three hundred something I sold it for. So uh, no, I I, I kind of had that little rush at the end. But now that I now that I'm on, got my username, got my everything set up, it's uh pretty good with that. So yeah, I know we kind of went off course there from just talking about the bro- prologue. Started there with the prologue, but yeah, I really like that prologue. And I was texting uh Yangus the legendary bandit on the den, and I was like, okay, I sent a picture of. Um, the very end of the prologue where your sibling gets put in a big ball and like sent away from the destruction yeah. of that village. And I was like, why do I have a feeling like I'm going to fight my sibling as the, the final boss of version one or something, <laughs> which didn't come to pass. So yeah. that, that, that doesn't seem to be anything yet. Um, I don't know if it pops up later, but I hear that's the focus of the offline version on this uh, Wii, right? Yeah, it, it sort of was. Okay. I mean, I haven't played it, and I don't. I haven't actually watched any of it. I, I just sort of know what it's about, but not really. Uh, but yeah, I think that was because I think you played as the sibling on the. Extended that's what album. I heard. That's yeah. what I heard. And other than that, you know as much as me. <laughs> right. See, I wasn't I, I playing know, back. Then, I know it so. exists, and that's about it. And it does involve the sibling a lot. Yeah, but uh, honestly, you. <laughs> this is. This is just my opinion, the way I like to think of it. But version one almost feels just like a really long prologue, honestly, because V2, to me at least, it feels like that should be the main story of the Dragon Quest game. And it does continue some things from the actual offline prologue. It's it's not just a tacked on expansion. It's it's they were they were intending to do this from the very start i feel anyway just the way they they set everything up i wonder and you know beating the boss i, I maybe i should have said this at the beginning obviously we're talking a hell of a lot of spoilers here um yeah yeah i can't <laughs> avoid spoilers in this discussion no it's it's hard to talk about a game like this without it but we always go in depth i think every podcast we've ever done has pretty been been a big old spoiler cast but um the boss even says you know there's more to come it even says to be continued you don't get that little Dragon Quest, the end at the end, or yep. it usually says it in Fiend. Um, it flat out says to be continued. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, no way. If all that if all that land was there, if all that stuff was there at the very beginning ages ago, which it had, I mean, at least a good portion had to be, because like I said, there's even four emblems I haven't gone and done that I could have done before taking this guy on. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously they knew they would be doing more. Yeah. Um it it definitely opens up and and has even more stuff to do in version two and I mean the stuff I just played today were opened up new things and new mechanics to me. Um, I, to go back to what you said earlier about what what we're sort of missing out on, uh, I, I always sort of looked at it the same way. wasn't too interested in it, but now I don't. I feel like a lot of English DQ fans really don't know what they're missing out on in this game. Even if you don't like MMOs, you know if you 
you just wanted to play the main story, like you're missing. I mean, this is a a Dragon Quest game first and an MMO second. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I I'll change my tune. I'll I'll be more definitely more generous with uh anything I say about it in the future because I mean I've enjoyed my time and I know I'll go back and do more. I'm you know once. Once I know I'm going to have an infinite number of weeks stretching in front of me with a uh, in the land of all Wi-Fi, <laughs> yeah, I will uh, definitely play more. And I'm not blind to its flaws or anything. I know it has issues like walking, for one. Oh gosh, uh, there's so much, in- so, inven- so much inventory space. Mm. That was that's space. the next thing I need to uh, go do some quests on to increase the size of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a must. It's a mm-hmm. you have to do it. I mean, I think. Almost everything in my uh, vault is even filled up because I just keep throwing stuff in the vault. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you can't sell just the generic weapons that drop. You can't mm-hmm. sell them, can you? No, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. I've put a bunch of stuff. I put a bunch of stuff in the vault. I put stuff in my house. I put stuff in cabinets <laughs> in my house. And I mean, eventually you just start tossing it because I'm sure there's somebody out there uh, who plays better than me who would see me toss it and say, oh my God, what are you doing? You could do this with, with that item. But it's like, you know, there's so much that I you don't, even even with my time in the game, there's so much I don't know. And it's just stressful to think about how I could be doing things better. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I did ask you how far you went. Um, I've done, like I said, I did the six emblems. I did the uh, the second emblem of the ogre. So I do want to go around and visit all the other secondary towns, second main towns on all the other continents. Heck, I want to say there's even one island because there's one island that has the casino on it, right? Mm-hmm. And then yep. isn't there another minor island too? Yeah, there's another island. Uh, you end up going there a lot for some side quests and stuff. I think there's an NPC there that'll teach you how to fish. Mm-hmm. You can start doing fishing, which is... And see, I, a, I've never even been to that island. <laughs> yeah, there's not... I see it on the train tracks, and I'm like, oh, I haven't even gone there. There's not much reason to go there to start with. And uh, honestly, I haven't even walked in the casino, but I know I had to go there to buy the item that opened up um, character recruitment. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the casino in this game is the best one out of all of the Dragon Quests, oh, hands down. Oh, man. Um, that, that's going to add 20 hours to my playtime easily. Yeah, I mean, it has the poker, it has the roulette and um, uh, slots. Has has a lot of the stuff you see in Dragon Quest Eleven. It also has bingo. It has Sugoroku, which is, you know, it's been in other games as known as Pachisi or TNT. Oh, I love those games. Okay, well, oh, it's, I didn't it's, even know that was in there. It is better in this game than the others. Uh, you do, you you may not like this because you have to play with other people. Mm. Uh, but it, I think it's, I think it's better uh, in this one just because I don't know. It's just, uh, it's more. The tension is higher. I've always like I, whenever I play, I'm usually playing with some people from the the Dragon's Den team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The this it's just a lot more fun. Oh. All right. Well, you you brought that up a couple times, and like I said, I haven't played with anybody. I was kind of doing this kind of on the down low. I haven't even joined the Dragon's Den team yet. Um, I find it funny. I n- tried to name my character um, Plat King or whatever the translation is in Japanese. I actually looked up on the Dragon Quest wiki um, the Platinum King, copied its name, and found the symbols. But I was one character short. Your character name can only be like six or seven. Um, Japanese characters long. Yeah. So um, I plugged it in, and Google 
it, it's always hilarious to see what Google comes up with with some oh, of yeah. these translations. <laughs> and my, I, I guess I never really used the Google Translate app all that much for extended periods of time to realize that the angle that you're holding it at can completely change yeah. translations. Oh my gosh, it really... I mean, just a half a degree, and suddenly things are like, oh, I'm, that completely makes sense. I have no freaking clue what you're talking about. Yeah, um, and trying to do that at midnight with a toddler sleeping next to you with all the lights off can be... Yeah. And it's so difficult. <laughs> so for the most part, um, it translated my name as Platinum Kiss. <laughs> I got Platinum Kiss a lot. But what's great is... I mean, I've got screenshots around somewhere um, when Wudis goes ahead and makes a YouTube version of this. I'll have to send him the f- pictures I took on my phone. I quickly took screenshots. A um, couple times I got platinum crap, and my favorite <laughs> was always platinum shit. <laughs> They're like, hello, platinum shit. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought what was funny, too, is sometimes it would be platinum kiss, but I'd get a lot of platinum XO. Too. I'm like, is this translating it like XOXO, love hugs and kisses or something? Um, so yeah. whatever phonetic, whatever phonetic got left off at the end, platinum worked out great. But uh, <laughs> the second half of that, you know, and I kept thinking like, well, maybe it's that slime phonetically, you know, and so it's got that S sound in there somewhere. So sometimes it's kiss, sometimes it's shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've but, definitely encountered some funny moments with the translator. So, yeah, those were, uh, I had some other funny little ones here and there that I think I might have screenshot, but uh, no, my name was always the best one to see what the hell it was going to pop up as. And then sometimes I'm like Borachenko. <laughs> it, it depends on the angle. That one pops up a good 20% of the time. It just looks like a surname or something. Doesn't do platinum at all. So um, I was going to get back to you since I haven't played with anybody Tell me what you've done with other den members. Who who do you uh, do some stuff with? What do you do when you're multiplaying, doing the MMO experience? Well, for a while there, um, I was I had sort of begged enough people to do Sugoroku with me every Thursday night, so we did that for a few weeks there. Uh, that was that's always fun. I'm always down to play Sugoroku. Um, I've done some of the the labyrinths, which are just I guess the closest the most similar thing to that is some of the grottos in dragon quest Mm nine um you get i don't i'm not entirely certain on how it works because i've never actually been the one to to uh lead or host the the labyrinths but i think you get like a ticket for a coin and uh most people get the the king slime uh labyrinths which you can just rack up so many so much experience from doing running those uh, i've done some of those with uh cranberry and and dan and <clears throat> dan and nick um i know sack chief has been playing a lot lately but i haven't ever i haven't been on much lately so mm-hmm. i haven't really seen him uh i haven't really done any of the story stuff with other people just because i'm following noaria's guides and going at her pace for translating and I always felt like if I brought somebody along, it would probably be irritating to them if they had to wait on me through every cutscene. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, one the thing I've one thing I've really enjoyed doing after I finally got confident enough in the game uh, to know what I was doing is I would uh, get on Twitch and just find somebody. I, I followed the uh, Dragon Quest Ten category, so whenever somebody was streaming it, I could see, and I'd just hop on their stream, watch for a little bit, and then sometimes meet up with them in game. And uh, there was 
one streamer named Dookie03. I uh, followed along with him some and helped him out and uh, met a couple of Japanese streamers that way as well. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like. I've had people even ask me when I got my Switch, like, hey, let's play Smash Brothers online or let's do Mario Kart online. And I think I've got a six-year-old. I've got a four-year-old. <laughs> I mean, even my wife's texting me right now. We're recording this. It's like uh, 10, 15, 10, 30 at night. And my wife's like, of course, the one night you're out in the garage recording you know, is the one night that one of the kids is mad at her and wants me to come in and lay with mm-hmm. him to go to sleep a little bit um she's like ah don't worry he'll be fine but like that's what i get that all the time like i've had to set dragon quest 10 down and like walk away for 30 minutes um i learned very early on don't just hit the suspend button on my switch like i do for every other game yeah oops not that it really yeah i was gonna say not that i really lost progress or anything but it does uh because it 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 saves pretty much a lot of times right it's gonna say i've never really yeah, you never lose I... anything. It just it's no. a pain to log back in. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, go through the whole thing again. So yeah, I did learn if I'm gonna walk away or five or ten minutes, it's worth it just to leave it on and sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm in a town, nothing's going on anyway. So um it's it's hard for me to like make sure I've got that dedicated, like, okay, at this point, at this time I can sit down for an hour with someone and know I'm not gonna get interrupted on anything that I do online. Yeah, so. I'm the same way. I mean, I've got a toddler. It's it's I mean, it's hard to make time for that sort of stuff. Um and then, you know, you don't wanna make plans and then thirty minutes before you're supposed to start playing, the kids acting up and it's looking like you're not gonna get to play. You don't you don't wanna mm-hmm. have somebody set aside time and then have to cancel on them. Yeah, that's that's been my thing, at least for like especially the past six years. And heck, uh, my wife will tell anybody that listens like I could just fall asleep at the drop of a hat, too. So if I'm like, all right, I know at midnight I'll be fine. Everybody will be asleep. It'll be great. Um, yeah, there's a 50 50 shot. I'll be asleep, too. So uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. <laughs> Depends about uh, what the heck happened that day. And if the kids were up until 1030 yelling and screaming about this or that, then I might not make it to my 11 to 2 a.m. playtime. um (laughs) yeah and when i do that i always pay for it the next day i don't i don't do well in little sleep yeah i and my wife was even bugging me recently that i've especially the the two weeks that i really heavily got into this and i really was playing almost every night from either like 10 to 1 or 11 to 2 i was getting three hours in at a time um like i said under the whole quarantine and the way i've been working all of may and pretty much all of april i mean for the past 20 years of teaching, I've been up at 5.30 every morning. That's just, I get up, mm. I got a 30-minute commute, I'm there at school before opening, getting stuff ready, and not having to do that, not like having to be on the computer really and live with anybody or do anything until around 10 in the morning. Like, I could sleep in till 9 a.m. This is, like, I never even did that on the weekends. It was too big a time shift from my weekdays to my weekends. So it's been a it's been a big change that I'm like, ooh, I actually can sleep in. I can take a little nap in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah that must be nice kids, yeah i mean the kid i usually get home five o'clock at night and my wife's been exercising a lot this uh past six months and she'll usually when she picks the kid um my son up from kindergarten they usually come home they get a snack and they can sit and watch tv for 30 45 minutes and she's working out in the garage in our home gym for 30 40 minutes so she's kind of still kept that time period up for her workout and uh she started bugging me a little bit during my few weeks of dragon quest 10 times she's like 
all right, you got to really, you got to do something a little bit better because the kids were saying, hey, mommy, you're going outside to work out. Does that mean daddy's napping? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I I usually play a little earlier. (laughs) I usually play, you know, I'll try, since it's the Switch, I'll try to play like while watching my son. And that means sometimes having to just set it down for a few minutes and Mm -hmm. stop him from killing himself from whatever, whatever new way he's found to try to do that. (laughs) What's fun is, uh, as a, I I don't buy myself very much. I'm pretty frugal about what I spend my money on, whatever. So when I got that, you were talking about earlier, the Dragon Quest illustration book. I can't, I, my wife's like, what'd you order that for? And I was like, oh, I'm going to give it to the kids for Christmas. They love looking through my Dragon Quest strategy guides, and uh, they like watching me play Dragon Quest. And Dragon Quest Eleven had just came out, because, yeah, it came out the Christmas after Dragon Quest Eleven. So I'm like, I want to show them all the other games. They've seen me play them off and on for the past couple of years. We've got a stuffed slime. Um, we call him Westy because of the one on Twitter. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm like, they'll like this. And sure enough, they, I mean, they poured over it for the spines a little even broken now because of how much they looked at it. Um, I'm not too big a collector, so I'm not too worried. Mine isn't in pristine health at this point, but uh, the kids love looking through it. So even some of the Dragon Quest X stuff, they'll be looking over my shoulder and they watch me um, beat the final boss of the first game. They're like, oh yeah, we know him. He's got the big curved sword thing. And I'm like, the scythe. Um, Yeah. And they went and like grabbed the book and like opened it to that page. Not that there's very much Dragon Quest and stuff in that at all, anyway. But um, there's a little bit. Yeah, my son sort of he enjoys he enjoys watching me play some games. And today I was playing a little bit of ten, uh, and I, I was just in combat with a monster, and and the uh, one of the r- rented NPCs went nuts. So I think he got his coup de gras or something. And my son like really just thought that was <laughs> so cool. Things started exploding on the screen. Ah, so let's talk about combat, because that's one thing we've kind of not even discussed at all oh, yeah. with Dragon Quest X. So I, I see this game, and I, I was telling somebody else, and this game seems like it fits perfectly in line, kind of like how 6 set up what 7 is. Um, 9 seems to have set up the system for 10 quite yeah, well. Yeah, you can I definitely mean, see that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, it, even the quest system, where there's quests just all over the freaking place, um, you know, 10, 11's obviously got some quests, side quests, but I think there's like 60 or whatever total. Whereas yeah. nine, there's what, 200. If you've got the DLC ones and everything, there's, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. And they're just randomly scattered all over. There's some guy standing on a cliff with one and there's one here, there's one there. Um, and 10 seems like that too. Like everywhere you go, there's side quest people popping up. Um, and the battle system, I see it as like they almost went that way in dragon quest 11 but pulled back a little bit yeah because it's got that free movement um it's got what the uh, atb you know you've got the cooldown. Mm-hmm. yeah um and i'm usually a stickler for turn-based combat in my jrpgs it's a big reason mm-hmm. why i haven't gotten into final fantasy mm-hmm. and then here i go play i guess maybe it's because I, I knew going in that this one dragon quest game didn't have strict turn-based combat uh but it it's really it's it's close enough to the traditional experience. Um, there, there are some some differences, like pushing uh, monsters around on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think uh, I think depending on which race you chose, your weight affects uh, how how well you can hold them back. Oh wow! So, so there's actually some strategy in 
like you want to keep the boss away from the healer so mm-hmm. try to try to push them across the the field and then they're actually they definitely seem to go after those healers too i mean oh, oh yeah like i'm trying to push and he's not taking a hit at me he's like casting spells at the people on the other side of the battle and really trying to get over there mm-hmm. yeah yeah and their annoyances like uh when you target one monster and another one's in the way and your character just keeps walking into the first monster and he can't get past him and he doesn't like walk around him. So you have to cancel the action to actual manly walk around him. And that, you know, things like that aren't in 11, even though 11 has the sort of, you can tell that they took that open battlefield uh, system and carried it over. Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm like, well, this is they kind of did in eleven, but they made it. You didn't need to. Yeah. They, they they went. They they took almost that entire system, just stripped out maybe two pieces, and then just put the whole. But you know, eleven, you give your commands in order. You don't all give it at the first beginning of the battle, um, like all previous games before ten. Yeah. So yeah, and I will say I I found it a little maybe not not as engaging because again I think I was kind of rushing through the second half of it and here i was recruiting people that were way over my level and i mean if i wasn't doing that i would have gone and sought out those more item spaces i would have played around with the um weaponsmithing more because i'm still fighting with the axe i didn't i didn't ask you what weapon you prefer actually but i picked Uh, an axe yeah so did i and i think i mean i'm level 50 and i still got the axe that you can buy at like level 21 or something Mm-hmm. So I, I need I I know I need like a power upgrade there. Yeah, and I don't know if that's through crafting or if I subbed, then I could buy better stuff or at the market. Yeah, it seems like most people use the bazaar for mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, crafting you can obviously do it that way, but uh, there are tons of menus and they're all in Japanese. So yeah, craft- I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. think I got up like weaponsmith level nine just by trying to like remember a couple items run over buy those couple items come back and make like three of them and then throw them away because i was making so much back and forth trying to build up my skill level yeah and then when i looked down the axe list at like what level i would need to be to make an axe that raised my attack power i was like oh screw it <laughs> yeah i'll be uh, for hours and not have all that items anyway i've gotten a couple of uh, equipment pieces from monster drops but that's so rare it's really the um the bazaars where you get that sort of stuff but honestly it almost feels like it's not even necessary for large portions of the game like it seems even though you have a level 21 weapon or whatever it seems to stay relevant for a a significantly longer amount of time than you think it should. I did feel that. I mean, you, you're used to, or at least a lot of Dragon Quest fans were used to, you go to the next town, you buy the better equipment. Yeah, like you wear That's... a piece of armor <laughs> for five minutes. Yeah, you move on. and But, you know, all these towns are kind of set up because you can go to them in any order. They're not really set up in terms of, uh, you know, this city has a higher level than this city, than whatever. You know, I heck, I was in my level 40s for almost the entire time because of all these metal times I did. I kind of jumped way up there. Um, and honestly, all the random battles I fought, I rarely leveled from 40 to 50. Yeah. Um, and I was doing okay. I mean, I for I got two emblems with the random people that you get right when you set off on your quest. Yeah. And then once I realized with the second emblem person i was like okay that took like seven or eight minutes i (laughs) that dragged on a little bit too long i never really felt in danger but i mean nobody's pumping a lot of damage into this it just felt like i was chipping away the whole time 
so that's when I went out and did the quest to open up the uh, tavern, basically, and recruit other people. And once I did that and had people that were stronger than me, because I could recruit people 10 levels higher, then, again, I never really felt like I was super underleveled at that point or anything, or my weapons were horrible. Yeah. Granted, I had the guy falcon slashing to death, so I was beating bosses in a few minutes, even on the hardest levels. But, I mean, I wasn't getting, like, killed or anything yeah can you believe that uh in the when this game first launched they didn't even give you the free npcs at the beginning of the game you didn't get them until you went to the bar and rented some so that that first journey down well it was is a journey down for for the ogres from the down. ogres yeah that was a long journey yeah uh and, and i mean those monsters, I, I think they've nerfed a lot of them, but they uh, just watching Sagan play through it in the first episode he did, like those monsters were beefy, and like, that that game did not pull any punches. Yeah, I also fa- I found at the beginning it almost seemed like it was made to be soloed for a while, which yeah. obviously it was, um, because I feel like even with that long journey, may- there were really no more than like one or two in almost every battle. It wasn't like I came across parties of four or five monsters. And yeah. even throughout most of version one, I never had huge groups of monsters. Yeah, you don't really see them that much. I mean, maybe three and the muddy hands call up another one every now and again. And Yeah. But yeah, I never felt um, for the most part that random battles were in any way super challenging or anything. No, yeah, they they definitely are much easier than they were on the Wii version. I don't I don't know when the nerfing came. Probably mm-hmm. you know bits and pieces at a time, but it's the game's much more accessible than it than it was at launch. Yeah, and I mean I said it before, just the ability to go and recruit kind of anybody you want. I I was advancing. I, like I said, I was getting people ten levels higher than me in advanced classes. Mm-hmm. That obvi- I mean, like I said, I. The guy was doing 10 times the damage I was against the uh, boss in version one. And I was like, well, <laughs> well, I'm not needed here. I'll just keep healing everybody with items or making sure my healer has enough magic to make it through all the forms of this guy and whatever. Um, it was not I wasn't in stress or distress and I really wasn't pumping a lot of time into it. And these were just free people I picked up along the way. I'm like, geez, man, if I had to pay for these guys, I'd be doing a lot more of the monster extermination quests. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was, that was in a ru- I, I was in a routine where I was doing those every day. Mm-hmm. I want to say I did, yeah, about almost seven days. I was like, okay, which one is it? Where can I find him? Oh, I remember where this guy is. And then, yeah, my last couple days when I was trying to speed through, I was like, I've got enough money and I really don't have anything to spend the money on right now. Um, I've got like 50, 60, 70 thousand gold in the bank because not having access to the bazaar i mean all the equipment that you can just buy from the is nothing i mean you buy a sword at level 21 for 20 gold yeah even then i don't really spend much money in the bazaar um uh, the house and property was the most expensive thing i bought Mm -hmm. um talk about side quests because that was something else that I felt like I got a lot of stuff for free. Um, first of all, I went and got that. Listening to Austin do one of his first uh, talk about Dragon Quest X on his podcast in April. Oh, actually, it was back in March, I think. Um, he was talking about how he rode around with someone in their car, and there was the method of fast travel. And that was the like very first side quest I went and did after I got my first emblem. I'm like, I'm figuring out where to float on that floaty thing. Can't remember oh, the, the dollar board? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting that. It's like a floating segue. Yeah, and, uh, that's honestly, that's what I think the walking speed should be. <laughs> yes, 
Oh my god, yes. I mean, even that takes forever when you're like, you gotta go three screens away to get to another yep. town or a dungeon and... I mean, there was a couple times going through. It was like, go there, come back, go there, come back. I'm like, oh my god, more fast travel, please. Yeah, once you get the uh, Mega Zoom Stone and and after version two, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing becomes a lot easier. Yeah, because there are there is Zoom Stones that you get right away, but they're all at the the locations are all at the edges of maps, and the maps are huge, and it could take five minutes to walk from the northernmost portion to the bottommost, and so and i think right now i have access to two locations at a time i can set my mm-hmm. uh, zoom stone to two different places but i mean if i want to go from one continent to the other i gotta take the train or if i do have a zoom location on that other continent it's still probably a four or five minute walk away from the town i want to get to are you are you using the wagon at all i am okay yeah what i have found that and where i can go but then to get back to where you want to go there's no wagon back yeah, okay. All I right. just was making sure because yeah. I spent 100 hours before I learned about the wagon. So I just oh, looked, no, right, I... Yeah, I looked right past it. Oh, what was fun was the first time I saw the wagon was, like we said, you make that long journey south as the ogre and um, to get to the first castle town. And when I got there, I did a couple things and then I saw the wagon and I was like, oh, so there is some fast travel. And I took that wagon back to the starting ogre town. <laughs> and then no I had to walk all the way back down. There's no yeah. wagon back. <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to make sure when I'm taking this wagon, I know where I need to go. <laughs> yeah, there because, were there were quite a few uh, quests at the beginning that have you go between Glen Town and the hmm. the Castle Gartland and the Ogre Town, and I didn't know about the wagon, and I only had one two Zoom Stones, so I spent a lot way more time than I should have just walking in between towns. Yeah, that I, I will say that was one of my biggest complaints. That and it, I guess kind of I almost felt insignificant in battles. Either I, I and I do need to get I, if I had better equipment or if I maybe got a different job, I'd feel a little bit better. But yeah, I felt there were times where either the difficulty rise went up and I just didn't have the equipment to meet it, so that I was a contributing member of my team, <laughs> or. <laughs> Maybe I was just recruiting people that were too strong that made me feel that way. So I I had a hard time finding the balance where I felt challenged, but I felt that I was contributing, I guess. And I'm sure, like I said, if I had some better equipment, I'd feel that way. Now, um, what finally got me going for quite a bit was doing the... um, the warrior quests where you get the uh, different equipment. Um, There's what, five quests per job that, Mm -hmm. and they, they also gave you 20 skill points and everything, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've see, they've recently changed how that works. That's different too. I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Cause I'm looking, I'm like, why do I have 80 skill points in swords? I didn't put that there. Yeah. um... But I had 80 skill points in everything in warrior. So I guess each one of those quests was giving me 20 skill points or something like that. Yeah. They changed it after version five released Mm -hmm. and it was at the time it was super irritating because I was like, man, I just learned this system and now they're changing the game on me. Uh, but it's actually it's a lot better than it used to be so if you finish those the each of the class quests you get just bookoodles of points to put in your you know in your skills whereas before well, that's you, how also uh, i went up like 10 levels too because they give you experience stones or yep yep they give I, you i can see where here it is eight years into this game it looks like it's now designed to speed through early content 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, I mean, the whole, hey, you're under level 80, just recruit whoever the hell you want. Go ahead. It's free. <laughs> well, yeah, also, yeah, because they're running the trials, so they want you, mm-hmm. they don't want, even though, it, I mean, there's still so much content for the trial, but they want to oh, make yeah. it faster, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, between that, between these warrior, like I said, the character-specific or the job-specific quests, just, like, pump it in the skill points. I mean, it was giving me 20 skill points in five different things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're getting a free 100 skill points right there almost every time you do these quests. I didn't do the fifth one. There was a fifth one, and that is something that I don't understand. I was trying to read the translated version of the website that explains all the quests, and I didn't quite understand what the rewards were for that one. I'm like, I already got a new piece of equipment for every part of my body. Um, I, I don't know what the last one gives me. Yeah, but I, didn't I don't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like, I got the, I got the better helmet i got that and you got the helmet that gives you the three times the experience that angel slime helmet mm-hmm. that yeah. i see everybody running around in these beginning towns with everybody's got an angel slime helmet on yeah um, uh i might i might have uh accidentally sold that when i didn't know what it was my oh. first time playing <laughs> now but. see that's where starting with uh this faq the walkthrough that was posted in december luckily i read that yeah i i didn't really I didn't put a lot of thought into this when I first started it. I, I did it on a whim, and I honestly was not expecting to play more than five or ten hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. I did. I had no hopes of beating version one. I was like, you know what? I'll do the prologue. I'll see how it is. I'll probably, in the middle of one of the podcasts that we recorded in May, just bust out with, "Hey, Liam, guess what I've been doing for the last twenty hours?" <laughs> <laughs> or actually, I was more thinking around the lines of, "Yeah, like you, five or ten. And then having that walkthrough and just getting into the world and seeing how big it was, I'm like, okay, why not go to the next continent and just walk around and see what's here? Yeah, and that's another thing, a little bit off topic, but you just mentioned the world. Uh, The world building in this game is, I wish more Dragon Quest games had these, all these different races and stuff. Like, I just... I mean, it doesn't need to be in every game, but even if they just made a single-player sequel to this with the races from Dragon Quest X, because they're all so interesting, and, I mean, the world in general is... Like, they put a lot of work into writing it. So, uh, just just having a bunch of humans with different outfits and accents don't do it for you? I mean, <laughs> it, it does. I mean, I think that's... I, I do enjoy that, that Dragon Quest trope of doing that. But I don't know. I, I really like the fantasy races in this game. Oh, no, this is definitely a step beyond that. You're right. There's nothing wrong. I mean, I don't look back at Dragon Quest four and think, oh, man, they should have done more. But <laughs> I definitely appreciate that they've done what they have in 10. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> kind of the last couple of things we met up on people we've met up online with time in the game. You're at like 400 hours, you said. Yeah, a little bit over that. Wow. Um, and I put in here the last kind of question I had was like, uh, how do you like the MMO MMO components? And I said, oh my gosh, it's a walking simulator. Yeah. It's just so big. And <clears throat> I listened to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I've been writing reviews for the past year and a half for RPGamer.com, and I've gotten where I listen to all their different podcasts and at least once a month I'm on one of the various ones and their weekly one almost everybody on there has either played World of Warcraft or they go back and forth with World of Warcraft or <clears throat> Final Fantasy 14 came out with the Shadowbringers expansion last year and a lot of them play that and I've heard that a lot about MMOs is there's so much walking and oh my gosh like 
the biggest, greatest thing that ever happened is we got a mount to be able to fly, <laughs> to be able to go faster or whatever. So after hearing that for the past year, because I really haven't played MMOs before, um, I'm like, hey, Dragon Quest X is like that too. <laughs> well, I've never played World of Warcraft or the Final Fantasy MMOs, but I've never encountered uh, this amount of walking in an MMO before. <laughs> Maybe it's a Square Enix thing. <laughs> well, I mean, they when they brought Eleven over, they added the sprint function. That wasn't in the original Japanese version. So oh. maybe maybe it's just a cultural difference. Take it easy. Walk here, walk there, see the sights. Yeah. Because there are, there are a lot of cool sights. There are. Um, it's it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, you're not really into the Final Fantasies. Neither am I. I've never played Final Fantasy thirteen. 15 um the 7 remake i haven't touched um with all the awesome graphics and the battle system that's not quite turn-based anymore um so you know and honestly i like the cartooniness of the games i don't need to play call of duty or everything super realistic um i really like my games to have that old school kind of jrpg um cartooniness to them yeah. and with that like i've like the graphics in dragon quest 10 are just fine like i don't i don't wish i could see every mole or whatever on a person's face or i don't need graffiti sprayed on the each different brick along yeah. the side of whatever i've heard a lot of people talking about final fantasy 7 remake all the cool things they're finding in back alleys and whatever and i'm like well that's why you waited 12 years for that game or <laughs> 20 years or whatever yeah <laughs> um it, I mean, a lot of it is reused assets and kind of a lot of areas. And I just look at all that and I'm like, okay, they have all these art assets, art assets out there. Can you just make Dragon Quest Nine remake on the Switch with these assets that you got for ten? <laughs> yeah, they've got to do that eventually. I mean, they've they've almost they've almost hinted at it, but I know. I mean, and gosh, right now, what's in the pipeline for Dragon Quest other than? Hey, you know, one day maybe we'll get this whole game with Eric and his sister. Yeah, they really fell silent after Dragon Quest Day back in November. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that no, that was November ninety or not ninety eight, November of two thousand eight. <laughs> the two thousand eighteen. Geez, I can't get my decades correct. Yeah, November of twenty eighteen is when they just had that little graphic of young Eric and his sister Mia, I believe. Yeah. And that's it. And then this year they've said something that they. The director came out and said, yeah, progress isn't going well. Don't expect yeah. to hear about it this year. I keep seeing that being posted over and over again, like development problems have occurred. It sounds super ominous. Yeah, I'm like, it's a freaking Dragon Quest Monsters game. You've done this six other times. You yeah, know, I the... mean, I'm not a game developer, but I, I mean, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. I played Joker 1, 2, 3. I, I did the English translation of 3. I've played the English translation of uh, Terry's Wonderland 3D. Um, we had the um, the guy Z6N4, the translator, the localizer, who's done those games. And I've heard what he said the big holdup is for him to try to get Dragon Quest Monsters 2 out. Um, he's looking for a needle in a haystack trying to uh, allow text box sizes to allow more characters so that English uses a lot more characters than Japan Japanese does. Um, and he said, you know, a lot of the translation's done. And, like, my hopes on that happening more be than we get any other Dragon Quest games. I mean, 12's got to be a couple years away still. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, there's been no news on are we getting a Heroes 3 here a few years later, a Builders 3, um, really anything's in the pipeline. 
I guess we're getting die games. Well, Japan's getting die yeah. games. <laughs> I was really thinking we would get uh, some more Switch ports, but that hasn't happened. Yeah, I mean, and even that, that's coming out in Japan more. I was really surprised they got the original um, Dragon Quest Monsters. Yeah. For like just a couple hundred yen, you could play that on your Switch, and it's the it's basically the GBC version right there. It doesn't seem like there's any reason why we couldn't have that. We've already got it translation yeah i bought that and uh it it's it actually has extra features that sort of help you track i think the monsters you've recruited but of course mm-hmm. i can't under, i can't understand any of it so <laughs> so yeah i mean we could get more ports but yeah there there really doesn't seem to be anything in the line and i mean dragon quest 10 has got five versions here now i mean they keep pumping out content for that Dragon Quest Eleven already got, you know, the definitive edition, but Dragon Quest Nine is literally the only game in the main series that they've never gone back and touched. Yeah, it's gotta be next. It's that's gotta be coming. I, I can't think that they won't. I mean, it just between the graphics you got for eleven and ten and especially how I see 10 with the whole dress-up thing, every item's there. I mean, they've got art assets for the iron sword and the steel shield and all that stuff that I don't know. Again, I'm not a game developer. I don't know how easy, how hard it is. I know a big part of Dragon Quest Nine was the ability to meet up and play together and yeah. online features that are now gone. Eh, whatever. I mean, you can, can't you replicate that on the Switch? My God, I could Mario Kart race with anybody around the world or mm-hmm. play in a freaking um, tournament with Smash Brothers or something, anybody, anywhere. Yeah, it it seems like the switch would be the perfect thing to be able to have mimic the DS kind of stuff with. But with real online play and instead of having to be right in front of them. Yeah, I would love to play nine with with somebody without having to stand next to them like it's 1999 (laughs) or something. I mean, I mean, we've got all these uh, technological technological advances in online gaming. Take advantage of it. Heck, we just spent the past two months doing everything online while we're all quarantined. I mean, Mm -hmm. How fast did that happen? How fast did Zoom become something that became a verb? Right, yeah. Other other than Dragon Quest. Come on, man. It's, it's built weird. right in. <laughs> Entire industries are moving completely to work from home. It's weird times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you're telling me you can't tweak nine a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I feel like maybe three years from now, we're just going to get like a whole glut of stuff, but... Um, I mean, it almost feels like, and I've lived through all these generations of black periods of no Dragon Quest, no Dragon Quest, no Dragon Quest, but, you know, Dragon Quest IX came out really late in the DS cycle when things were moving to 3DS, and, um, what is it, Dragon Quest, when it was Dragon Warrior Seven, it came out here in the United (laughs) States after the PS2 was already out. I know. Like, almost a year after the PS2. I'm sure nobody bought that. (laughs) Yep. Heck, I didn't even know it came out. I wasn't even on the den at the point. And I think it was about a, a year after it came out is when I joined the den. And I was like, holy crap, there's a seventh. <laughs> Within a week, I had gone on eBay and bought a PS1 and Dragon Warrior 7 together and had somebody ship me that. And I was like, ooh, took a day off of work and just dove right in. And I think that entire day after of work, all I did was not battle anybody because... <laughs> That was the intro to Dragon Warrior 7 on the PS1. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this has been... I feel like, you know, the PS5 is getting ready to come out, and the next Xbox, they're all coming out at the end of this year. 
And I mean, Dragon Quest isn't lo- known for like being a launch title with those things anyway. And it seems like they're really going to probably stick with the Nintendo. The Switch is the biggest thing going on right now. But I mean, it's been out for three years. Let's get something. Other- I mean, what else have we had exclusive on the Switch other than Dragon Quest Eleven, which was then the next year? I mean, we've got Builders 2 and but I'd hope to see something else. Yeah. Like you said, we're the switch is getting older, mm-hmm. and they need to it, get on that before <laughs> they don't want to be another another Dragon Quest game that comes out, you know, at the end of the console's lifespan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, uh, I you got to think nine's coming, and if it's anything like ten, great, because I, I am enjoying ten. I eat every word I ever spoke about ten, um, except for the active time battle. I could I could do without that, but it's all right. It is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't kill the game for me. I would, I, I mean, they did turn-based combat in nine, so I don't see why they mm-hmm. couldn't do that in an MMO. But if if that is absolutely a deal breaker to the developers, it doesn't bother me that that they leave it out. But I, I think the biggest thing I'm missing is I want a I want a little bar telling me something. I want a little circle filling up to know when I can go again. Because I feel sometimes I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and I know it's five seconds, but yeah. sometimes those five seconds just seem to drag. <laughs> I'm like, has, has my timer started? Has my cooldown timer started? Yeah, yeah I get that. I want to know. Well, anything else that you want to talk about Dragon Quest X? Um, nothing big. Uh, next um, next month, which is June of 2020, uh, they're they're supposed to be doing a Dragon Quest One event, which uh, they've they've done it before, and you can find I know you can find a video of it on Saigon Cat's channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty much just a recreation of the of Charlock Castle from Dragon Quest Dragon Warrior One. And if you're a if you're a hardcore DQ fan, you play Ten, you should definitely try to to play that if you can. Do you get to fight the uh, Dragon Lord at the end? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I hope it's not as tough as it was in previous years because it looked to be a pretty difficult fight. But just seeing the uh, whole dungeon sort of remade and and the graphics of DQ10 is really cool. Mm. Oh, that was something. Right, I, playing through DQ10, I was like, "This is great. This is cool. Whatever." And then I don't know what I had reason to. Um, maybe I loaded up a video. Uh, oh, my son wanted to see something about Dragon Quest Heroes too. He mentioned it to me, so I pulled it up and I'm like. Oh, wow. Like, it was jarring. Like, in my mind, Dragon Quest X is great graphics. It's perfect. It's enough. And then, like, seeing Dragon Quest Heroes 2 on the PS4, I'm like, oh, wow. That really is a step above. <laughs> yeah, it's. But, an, I mean, it's an eight-year-old game that, that came it out is. on the it's, Wii. It's hard to it's, remember it's, that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's And, I mean, I'm sitting there playing on the Switch. I'm like, this is just fine. And, like, I feel, I, the graphics, I don't think, are what was burning my battery. It was just the fact that I had an older Switch and... You know, the online is going at the same time the whole time. My little green little things are swirling around in the top left corner. Yeah. So they've upgraded the graphics over the years, but uh, they've upgraded the graphics over the years. But it's for the most part, it's not that different from what they were when it launched. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I said, I mean, the the way that Dragon Quest is drawn, the way it's up there, it doesn't need to look like a Dragon Quest year story for me to play a game, Dragon Quest game with it. I mean, that's beautiful in its own right those graphics but yeah i don't i don't need my game to look like that for me to enjoy it you know dragon quest 10 has got all the hallmarks of a dragon quest game you know like i said i've barely even touched my toe into the whole mmo part of it and i've and hell i don't understand a damn word that they're saying (laughs) if i'm not translating it and i still had you know 34 hours of fun and i know i'm gonna go back and try to do 
at least as much as I can to get through version two. Um, I did, I did ask, uh, the, the guy, uh, Dagron, I was like, Hey, so are you, uh, are you, are you secretly writing a, uh, version two walkthrough at this point? And he said, no, he, he said that was really tough to do. He's like, I, mean, I had to play through a lot to make sure I got through all that. And I did thank him. I'm like, listen, man, you're, you're 50% of the reason I kept going in this between that and the YouTube videos and the, um, Austin just like, this is so easy. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> Do this quest. Do this quest. Get get your uh, dollar board and all that stuff. So uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I know I'll put more hours into it. I, I can, I, I won't guarantee it, but I can almost guarantee it. I'm probably not going to do the 400 that you did, but <laughs> yeah, I, I it, could easily see by the end of summer hitting 100. It it got out of hand, uh, me playing it, and a lot of it, I'll be honest, is just uh, having some downtime at work and being able to play, put it on my desk while I'm doing other stuff and hit A during combat. Yeah, I, and you know, I mentioned Wudis getting his uh 1,000th level between all of his characters and jobs in uh, Dragon Quest of the Stars, and that's a lot of what he's been able to do. And uh, I feel like I actually could get more time when I worked to do these kind of things because being home with two kids, mm-hmm. two young kids, this whole quarantine time and everything. And, you know, unless I went into the one room to specifically do work, you know, out of my six hour day when I was actually teaching in a school, you know, I'd probably have about an hour and a half of downtime or as I was typing lesson plans and looking up stuff, I could have my phone going or I could be doing this on the side too. But at home, it's I'm entertaining the kids, making sure they're getting their stuff done. And <laughs> No, when I had not. to work, I had to work, but like it, it, it really didn't provide enough time, a lot of time during the day. Yeah, I can say but, that. But at night, I've had, I've had plenty enough times. I've whipped through one of the trails of, um, they trails in the sky too, completely. I did, uh, gosh, I can't even remember it now. It's not the per- Tokyo Mirage sessions and. I've also had a bunch of time recently to uh, get into reading a massive amount because uh, I was looking up the Dai no Dabukin manga that came out in Japan in the 80s and 90s and a group of fans translated all that into English and put up all 347 chapters, about 20 to 30 pages per chapter um, about 10 years ago. Just kind of stumbled across that with the new announcements recently, so... I've uh, spent some considerable amount of time getting through about 40 or 50 chapters, about 1,000 pages so far. Just kind of lots of hands, time on my hands. Yeah, it's, I mean, it. I definitely, there are probably a lot of people like that out there right now. And uh, this game is, it can, uh, the time, time sink you put into it can sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that brings us to about the end of our episode. So, uh, Liam, happy birthday to you. Hope you uh, found this surprise episode a bit enjoyable and uh, meant to be as funny and surprising as I thought about it in my head for a while. Um, I'll keep looking for a switch for you. Hope you uh, get your hands on one soon. Um or I get my hands on one and I'm able to ship it up to you. Either way, uh, hope you get to play soon with your family and uh, play Dragon Quest X with uh, everybody else. So, thank you so much, Aust, for being here tonight. Really appreciate you joining me to do this. Well, thanks for having me. 
And that's it for this episode of Slime Time. I, of course, want to thank August one last time for joining me to talk about Dragon Quest's only MMO, Dragon Quest X. Thank you one more time, buddy. Why don't you tell people where they can get a hold of you online? And uh, we'll put that down in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much of an online presence. Um, I'm on the Dragon's Den. I uh, keep an eye on most of the, the What's New With You thread and most of the main Dragon Quest threads. Uh, hang out a lot on Sagan's uh, Discord channel. But I'm on Twitter, but I don't really ever check it that much. Awesome, and thanks for joining me. Hey, everyone, you might have noticed that the only time that we ever mention Patreon on Slime Time is when we say we don't use Patreon. We're just longtime fans that want to speak about the game series we know and love so much. If you do have some money you'd like to donate, consider sliding on over to the Dragon's Den at www.wudis.com den and click on the button that says support this site. Wudis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den Dragon Quest fan site for over 20 years and I'm sure he would appreciate any donation. Um, if you don't want to straight up donate, you could use all of his different Amazon affiliate links there to make purchases. Dragon Quest 11S is there, perhaps Dragon Quest 7 3DS, um, pretty much everything in the past five years that has been released uh, and is on Amazon new, you can buy through the Amazon affiliate link and some small fraction of that will go to helping out the Dragon's Den. If you have any comments or questions for us, you can find us on Twitter at Platium3 or uh, you want to say something to Liam at Rimu Celestrian. I'd never say that right. Good thing he always says that. Um, you could always hit us both up simultaneously at DQ Slime Time. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the few remaining Dragon Quest forums still around on the net. Uh, you can always find that at the main page, www.woodies.com slash forums. If you want to skip the main page, I know I'm always there. I'm posting translation news or been talking about Die recently and lots of other good stuff. I want to always take a moment, like always, to thank everyone that makes this podcast possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Woodis, for his support of the series and this podcast and keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades. <clears throat> Thanks to Amanda LaPree and the descendants of Erdrick for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descendant of Erdrick is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. If you like what you heard at the beginning and end of the show, please check them out and their most recent album, Advent, uh, at www.descendantsofairdrick.com or on Twitter at D-O-F-Airdrick. Or go see their band leader, Amanda Lupre, live. She's usually on tour as a guitarist with Andrew W.K. Once all this settles down in the United States, I'm sure they'll be out again. Thanks to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist and Dragon Quest fan, for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of Slime Time Podcast, and he's been on a few of our episodes since we've uh, been recording this past year. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or his website at DwayneBulkArt.BigCartel.com. And if you're looking for more Dragon Quest podcasts, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Please also feel free to check out fellow Dragon Quest podcasts available like Puff Puff Hour and Dragon Quest FM. 
that brings us to a close. So bye, everyone. This is DQ Slime Time, sliming off. <laughs> <laughs>